0: In a nation divided by red and blue, we at Core Values want to lead from the front. We want to bring both sides together and help create a unified purple nation. Welcome back to the Core Values Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Zindler. Have you ever had a time when you are dealing with stress and it gets to a point of you just being overwhelmed and you just want it to end? What's your way of programming your brain to accomplishing what you don't want to do? I've had a lot of things happen with me and I just want to make sure that You know, people that don't know how to overcome adversity, if you don't want to do something, that's adversity. And if you can overcome by trying to just put that feeling behind you
1: and just get the thing done. It's like to overcome. So let's make that a habit for people to really get get implemented in their life. So. Hey Hannah, how you doing? What exactly is a Structious guy for the audience?
2: He did just like basically construction and maintenance stuff. So like his deployment was all just like putting up tents and taking down tents and maintenance, redoing different things, lots of concrete, drywall.
1: Wow, so that's a lot of real world, that's a lot of real world application kind of experience.
2: Yeah, so he actually specialized in welding, and so he got all of his college oh. welding certifications through the military, and then now is able to use that as a welder in the outside, and then he also has all of the other just construction experience, so um he's very grateful for the time and what he learned, but he just didn't want to do that forever.
1: Well, it's a lot, because that's like saying going to college, four years of college is not enough, so it's... A lot of people, I'd say the majority, about 90% of college students don't go on to, you know, extended learning. So, a lot of items to put in your time and ready to move on to the next part of your life. So, how long were you guys together? Were you t- did you know him before he had joined?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, I've actually known him since I was 14 and he was 15. And, yeah, yeah we've we known each other a really long time. And we started dating um, later on in high school. And then after he graduated, I still had a year left of high school. And he went to basic training. He did his tech school, took care of all of that. And then when he came back, I was just graduating. So we got married right after high school, which crazy to a lot of people. Yeah, I actually got married a week before my high school graduation. But it's just for us, like we were financially stable. We had everything in line. The only thing that we like was holding us back was the fact that we were so young and like what were people going to say about us but wasn't their life to live and so then we got married and we moved to his base together and we started our lives
1: wow that's a whole nutshell to unpack right there just to to know somebody for that long period of time especially that young obviously our life we're we're constantly changing with both hormones and our family, and sometimes we're moving to different places. But to feel that you had the confidence to, one, you were still in school when he was going to base, you still had things that were occupying your time. It wasn't just like you were sitting at home twiddling your thumbs, waiting for him to come back to you. But it was something for you to get married at such a young age. I think it's very common for a lot of service members to get married at early ages because they have a steady income. They're learning practical things that they can have careers in later on in life. Everything that you want to have secured before marriage, you get when you join the military. And that's very, I think that's an incredible way to start out something like that, getting exposed to a brand new world per se. But also I think it's really important because you're now learning how to live on your own and you do a, couple, a newlywed couple i mean you're dealing with a lot of changes together but that can be really stressful and if you don't have the proper communication the proper friendship or the trust you're not going to have a very healthy beginning of your marriage what were some of the things that were obviously you didn't have to deal with too much like you said you didn't have to you weren't required to have an ID to get onto to base every day you didn't. You weren't required to be go to certain functions just in the community, and you're. You didn't have kids, but obviously, you know, children in the community all go, going to schools and dealing with all the uh, the the paperwork for that. When you did go to the military functions and you did go on base, what was your interpretation of that? Being that you didn't necessarily see that every day,
2: I definitely think. I could tell like it was a community. So like on base, there was a, the community of like people are taking care of each other and there for each other because they don't have their families. Like your base kind of is your family. Yeah. And so I think that's cool. I mean, obviously there's going to be some people that you get on like better with than others and different mm-hmm. things you fall into place more. Um, one cool thing, I started teaching piano lessons. So that was kind of a way for me to contribute to the military community so I was just teaching some of the military kids who lived on base or they maybe were homeschooled like they didn't have like this resource so being able to get to know some of the different military families and just kind of do something fun to help them that was really cool way for me to just kind of be a part of the community but also again still have kind of my own freedom Mm.
1: and you're you're working but but it's also kind of like a friendly Environment. What was what, what what were some of the things that when you did get introduced to other spouses? What were some of their you know not necessarily horror stories, but what were some of the things that they were trying ta- trying to kind of prepare you for in your time as a fresh new spouse in the military?
2: Um, definitely deployment. Just kind of like that can be sprung on you at any moment but still like the fact that that can be just sprung on you. But then at Mm -hmm. the same time, everyone's going through, like it's sprung on everyone, everyone's in the same boat. And so the support that is offered there, Mm -hmm. I think that was really nice of people just being like, hey, like this is probably gonna happen. It's not gonna be fun, but here's all the resources to help you. Like you'll survive, it's gonna be okay. And so I think the encouragement there of like, yeah, there's a lot of unfortunate things that come along with being in the military but it doesn't have to like ruin your life. It doesn't have to mean that you put your life on hold. Um, there are ways to handle it um, as best mm. you can. Wow.
1: And I, I think it's very empowering for spouses. Obviously it's very difficult. It, they have to do everything, self, be self-sufficient and have the right community around that can help. But to know that you can accomplish something, it's empowering because you know that if you get confronted with something else, like another deployment, or maybe even like a, a TDY, maybe you're we only gone for school for, six, for three months. Or maybe they have to be gone for training for one month. You're, you know that you can do it because you have the tools. That's one of the biggest things, I think. Um, that's the hardest thing to do, but once you have a good foundation, once you have the tools to accomplish something, it makes everything very smooth. It does, it's not going to be easy, but it will be smooth. What was uh, your interpretation of the Air Force, though? Did you, when obviously you saw him in, in formations and probably in ceremonies, what was it like seeing the actual Air Force like in their entirety?
2: It was cool. I feel like just in general, the military lifestyle definitely wasn't like my thing for like long term. But it was cool to see the respect for people and the amount of work that everyone like puts into this and how complex it is like, right? Everyone position a part to play and running the base and keeping things flowing. And so just kind of the overall, like the structure of that was kind of cool to just get to witness. I mean, I think it was kind of shocking almost some of like the bureaucraticness of mm-hmm. different things that was difficult to deal with because I was so used to freedom to see mm-hmm. like the structures and like you have to do this and then you have to do this and it has to be this way and it has to be this way and it has to do this. Some of that was like confusing for me because I'd always just be like, well, does it really matter? And so I feel like that was that was just different. That, that was a lot to really like, oh like I guess like the rules are really important. So mm-hmm. like that was that was different um to to just witness and see like kind of the functions or like um, the rules of the base, I guess.
1: That's a great way to put it. And the rules, it's it's not, not just very little things. Like they're very drastic, dramatic rules. And even just the basics, just standing at the position of attention while the flag's getting raised in the morning, and when taps is playing at night, just like basic rules, you see a entire just civilization just shut down and freeze. And you're just like, what is going on? Like that these are very dramatic actions that are happening. And if, if you don't know what to expect, it's gonna be very uh foreign to you and kind of surprise you and, and sometimes it, it kind of freaks you out a little bit, seeing everybody do the same thing at the same time.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that was definitely one like our first or my one of my first times I was driving on bass and my husband was not with me and I heard the music playing and I was like, Oh no, what do I do? So I just looked around and everyone else stopped. So I just stopped too. But yeah, in the moment when you've never experienced it before, it is kind of the shock. Like this is the weirdest thing. But the more you do it, it becomes normal. Like, oh, the music's playing. Stop driving. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a different world. But it was it was cool to have that experience. And even now, like even though we're out to be able to encourage other younger spouses who are in or wanting to get out, it's just been really cool. Mm.
1: And I think that's the biggest part of being, having that experience is being able to tell other people about it, share it, share what your experience was, because everybody might have a little bit that you can add to somebody's experience that can either make it better or at least more knowledgeable. So as long as you can collect, the, just pass on your knowledge. I mean, you, you, you experienced it. You went through it. You got to tell your time from being with somebody. It's like if you were married, you're going to give somebody relationship advice based off of your marriage. You experienced it, and this is something that you can share to others to help them either succeed or at least be knowledgeable of what potential is out there. But it was, I mean, it was rampant everywhere. was a whole bunch of young service members getting paid twice a month and not being responsible with their money. I mean, it was the most, it, it was crazy, because obviously this is a whole new world, but you know you're getting a paycheck, so you have people buying TVs, buying everything. Anything that was ever wanted in that person's life, they're now buying it and putting it in their barracks room, or they're living or their uh, quarters. What was something that you guys really implemented in your life to help you manage that money, And when you're telling new people and spouses now, what is one of the key things that you tell them about money to be cognizant of and be aware of so that they don't lose track and, you know, go into this crazy debt?
2: Right. No, we saw that too. Especially for us, it was really shocking because being as young as we were, like when my husband first was in as active duty, he was E2. Mm -hmm. And I was full time in college, I wasn't working, we made no money at all. And so but we were still okay, like we, I was in school, like to uh, become like, business management Mm. person. And so my whole degree is like finance, accounting, personal finance, entrepreneurship, Um, I knew how to manage money well, and both of us came from families where money was like taught, like, this is a budget, this is how to manage your money. And so we we knew what to do. We knew like, okay, this is our budget, this is our money for groceries, this is our fun money, this is this, this mm-hmm. is that. Um, and so for us, there was never that temptation to go crazy, because we knew like, oh, we don't want to go waste all of our money. We didn't mm-hmm. want debt, we wanted to stay debt free. And so that was really cool. But it was shocking to see how much the other people around us were struggling, especially mm-hmm. when they were making more, like there were so many of the married couples, like dual income, even the ones who didn't have yeah. kids, and they were struggling so much. And so that was actually when I started doing financial coaching stuff. Um, I just started working with them like, Hey, this is how to budget. Like, let's not get crazy here. And then the main thing we would always tell um, a lot of the young single guys in my husband's shop, they would always come over to our house. Mm-hmm. And so we always tell them, you know, the military is very fast to take away money and very slow to give. And there, are mm-hmm. like, the chances of there being a mistake or something going wrong, is actually very likely and it's very common and so just telling people like you need a savings you need an emergency fund because chances are something's going to go wrong something's going to happen they're going to come in and they're going to take all of your money because they can I think the the one that we found like they can take up to a thousand dollars out of your account or out of your paycheck without telling you Yep. and so that like just telling them like you need to have savings you can't just go spend all of your money because mistakes are going to happen and what happens when you get a paycheck that's seven dollars because they've overpaid you all year by like five dollars and then they just took it all out in one paycheck like things can go wrong like if it can go wrong it probably will go wrong and so just telling them you need savings like yes this is a consistent paycheck yes you can't really get fired but they can still take your money you can still be in a really Mm -hmm. tight position And, you know, thinking long-term too, if you don't want to be in the military forever, it's a lot easier to transition out of the military when you have a nice cozy savings account Mm -hmm. to back you up as you're making this transition. So even like for the example of my husband and I, when we transitioned out, um, he used SkillBridge. And so it's an internship where you can leave your base six months early if you have an approved internship lined up to help again, bridge the gap. And so that was a really amazing experience. But the way it worked, it wasn't an official change of duty station, Mm -hmm. but it also wasn't our home of record. And so the military did not really reimburse us for that move at all. So it's Mm -hmm. these little details like that people don't realize they don't pay attention to. Um, So thankfully, like we had the money, we were able to Mm -hmm. handle that ourselves. But again, I feel like people without a financial background, without thinking it through, without planning ahead, they're not Mm -hmm. thinking of these things. And so then they're going to go and try like, oh, I want to do SkillBridge, Oh, but I have no money. I can't leave. So just different things like that. Um, Just being really aware that there's so much more than just your paycheck and there's so much that can happen. Mm -hmm. It's really important that you also just build habits young. You know, if you never get into debt in the first place, you're never going to have a mess to clean up 10 years down the road so i think just kind of encouraging people to implement healthy habits now because if you just get used to like living within your means it's a lot easier to just kind of continue that habit going down your life
1: it's impulse that's all it is it's controlling impulse and it's very difficult for people because they've never had to before because maybe everything and obviously when you live with you know your parents or your mother you're Everything in that house is free because you don't have to go buy it. You just go in the cupboard and grab it. But it's a lot different when there's not necessarily a cost, but sometimes there's also interest that has to get paid. And it's, if you don't have mental capacity to understand what can be taken additionally, if you only see the, the face price and not what's behind it, you kind of get sucked in, and that's what they—the purpose of that is to suck you in. You're being a victim to to manipulation. What would be if so, let's say, because this this has happened, let's say you have a, a an E four E five, not making crazy good money, but they're about ten thousand dollars in debt. What would be the first thing that you would tell that person to
2: do? I'd tell them stop stop using the credit card, and then. I would also just I'm like analyze like what's going on, like why are you $10,000 in debt? What happened for you to become $10,000 in debt? If it's a really fancy car, I would say take the car back to the shop and go get a normal car. If it is credit card debt, I'd say, okay, do you have things that you could honestly sell? You know, like mm. if you bought all this fancy stuff, Facebook Marketplace is a great place, start unloading to take care of this debt. Mm everyone's situation is different so it's always assess and analyze how you got to where you are and what the situation is and then what needs to change so that you don't continue down this path whether it's again trading in your vehicle for a cheaper one selling your stuff um or even like just offering like getting like a part-time job if you're able to Mm -hmm. or just doing like side hustles different things to make more money if it is just a like you're just not making enough and you're like student loans or something there's there's lots to consider there there's no I don't think like one right answer um but just assessing kind of what your situation is and what's going to make sense for you I would always tell the other spouses too like if you're home with kids offer to babysit other people's kids then you get to stay home still but other people who need to go to work can like you can help them out so like there's always there's always a way it's just about being creative enough to find it um to get yourself out of these bad situations.
1: That's exactly what you do in the military as well. If you're going to a new location, the first thing you do is assess it. And you assess what your gear is and you assess what the threat is. But that's the baseline. You're not, you're not instilling a habit. You're not doing anything. I think what you said was another great thing like the Facebook marketplace, but also the communities inside the, mil- inside the bases I mean, they're exchanging things left and right all the time. So if you want to unload something, most likely you're going to be able to find somebody to get it that can pick it up that same day. Oh, um, yeah.
2: I know, like the the different, like, buy-sell trade groups for all the different bases.
1: Yeah. And if, on the base that I was at, they had an entire lemon lot. Well, we called it a lemon oh, lot. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: there was an entire used car lot. And it was like, you could just go there on the base. Look up a used car and then you can buy it. And the next day, you're, you're, or that that same day, you're driving a new car back to your barracks room or your house. So the opportunities are there. It's just being able to be humble enough to use them.
2: Absolutely.
1: When, so I want to talk about your transition out. So, what was the,
2: I mean, honestly, there's a lot of just paperwork and just making sure everything's lined up, like changing all of your insurance over mm-hmm. and making sure, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not in the military anymore. I have my freedom. Yay. Mm-hmm. But there really is a lot to take care of insurance and then like making sure all of our like new jobs and like bank accounts, everything's lined up the way it's supposed to. And then one thing that we didn't really think about, because being in the military, you can just keep your home of record, Mm -hmm. So even as you're moving around, you don't necessarily have to go change all of your address and change your residency and stuff. Well, when we moved here to Mississippi, we're not in the military anymore, that no longer applies. So going and changing our our residency and getting Mm new license plates and licenses and voting registration cards. And there's just so much to think about, I think, just having the plan really you know like having your little check boxes like what is everything I need to take care of and then making sure like my husband for all of his like military accounts like his TSP the, the military okay. retirement account like making sure his VA stuff is all taken care of and there's just lots of like the, the little nitty gritty things. Mm. Um, so that's why I will say doing skill bridge was really amazing because for six months We were beginning to experience civilian life and kind of begin that transition, Mm -hmm. but he was still getting the military pay and we still had the military insurance for those six months. And so that was really, really beneficial. And we always recommend it whenever someone's wanting to get out. We always say, look into Skillbridge, consider it because then- with my husband doing this internship, he actually didn't stay with that company. But while he was here, he had the freedom to go interview at different places and get to know different places. And he found a job that he just preferred. And so, yeah, I just think Skill SkillBridge the internship there um, was really beneficial. But then even beyond that, if you're like getting out soon, I would start looking into things like before, you know, like insurance, new jobs, new everything, transitioning. New residency if you need it, uh, just kind of all the, the little nitty gritty things that maybe you don't think about, making mm. sure everything's kind of taken care of.
1: How long before your EAS date or the time that you leave the military, would you suggest couples or military or spouses just start planning for that transition?
2: I would say six months to a year, just kind of depending on what their plans are. Like for yeah. us, since we weren't moving back to our home of record, we were going to a completely new place. Everything was brand new. And so I feel like there's a lot more to plan and a lot more to figure out. Whereas if like we were going home to our home of record, it probably would have been easier. It's be like, oh, we already know the area. We know where we could live. We could stay with family if we needed to for a little bit. Um, or we could figure out jobs really quick. I think a lot of it, yeah, just kind of depends on each situation. If there's, again, like a new place, lots to figure out, lots to plan for. You probably want to put in a little more time and energy. Even for us, like deciding where to go, like there's skill bridge opportunities across the states. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of picking, like, okay, where are we going? Where are we moving to? And then when we move there, are we planning to stay? Are we buying a house? Are we renting a house? And then, especially too, like for me as a freelancer, I have the freedom, I can go anywhere, and my career is the same because I just need a computer and Wi Fi. But for a lot of people, like, Depending on what your career is, you've got to go somewhere where both of you are going to be able to get jobs and Mm. everything's going to line up. Or if you have kids, what about school districts and friends and this and that? And so just kind of depending on the complexity of your situation, I would definitely sooner rather than later, just because you don't want to be stressed about everything at the last minute because you forgot, Um, but just kind of taking care of things one step at a time so that you don't have this mountain of things to do all Mm. in two days.
1: The biggest thing that I took away from that is plan while you're still getting paid. Yeah. (laughs) That just, I turned it into a little analogy, but if you're six months before you, or a whole year, you still have a guaranteed paycheck. And make these risks and assessments while you're getting that that paycheck. Because from what you've experienced, once you get out, that paycheck stops you need to have a, a good uh, hold of your situation or else you're going to lose control really, really fast.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <clears throat> so what is it that you're doing now? Obviously you've gone to, you've completed your school and your husband's not working, but what is it that you're passionate about? What are you doing now?
2: So I, I do freelance bookkeeping and financial consulting. So I work with other entrepreneurs and small businesses and just kind of help them, become confident with their money. So kind of like what I was doing with the financial coaching at the base, um, I really enjoyed that, but I have always been interested in entrepreneurship. And so I just wanted to work with other people who had the excitement of small business and the excitement of kind of like doing something for themselves. And so I just kind of transitioned into more working with businesses rather than just um, kind of couples and people. And I really love it. And then Being able to encourage other spouses, like, because I know like getting sucked into the like the multi-level marketing stuff is really big for military spouses. And so being able to be an encouragement of like there are legitimate side hustles and like freelance things that you can do where you can make really good money without having to get trapped in something like that. Mm -hmm. Um so being able to just encourage people who are in situations kind of like what we were of, you know, you don't want to sacrifice your own career, but at the same time you want to be capable to follow your spouse, wherever they're going, wherever the military sends. And so just having that freedom and then even now outside of the military, we want the freedom to live our lives. You know, we don't want to be stuck in a job somewhere where you can't ever go on vacation. And so I think it's just nice to to have that freedom and to be able to share that freedom with others and encourage them and help them grow their own businesses as well.
1: It's empowerment, all you're doing is giving people tools to do it themselves. And I I think you've kind of found a great way to teach and to give out um, just ability. You're giving people the ability to, to to thrive, and it's it's so nice when you get to choose what you want to do instead of settling for what you have for whatever is available. I I really think that if you had the proper planning, the proper advice and the proper information you can choose what your future is going to be you don't have to just settle to the cheapest apartment for or the for the, the car for the cheapest monthly but the highest interest you don't I mean the, the, the goal is to be able to if you want to go buy a house go buy a house if you want to live in Montana or if you want to live in New York you can go and choose wherever you want to go because now you have this option and you have the tools to be successful. So, Hannah, for the viewers that are watching, that have uh, that have questions, that that may be struggling with things and may want your advice, how could they reach out to you? And what are your future endeavors for your current for your current financial advisory?
2: Yeah, just here on Instagram is really the best place to reach out to me. I do have a TikTok as well under the same Young Wealth Co sending me a message or checking out I have the little uh, stand store website um, available people can send me emails and stuff there too um, the long website? it's a stand Store. it's just the the link in my bio it's called okay. stand store it's like a mini website type thing and so yeah you can just send me emails there or just send me a message on instagram that's usually the easiest way to get a hold of me But long-term, I don't have anything set in stone because you never know what the future holds, but more just kind of working hard. I just went full-time, so right now my thing is more maintenance and maintaining the the workload and growth for then maybe in the future kind of turning it into its own financial firm and bringing on other accountants and CPAs and advisors and things like that.
1: Well, I think it's really important if you have any questions – you need to go to get get the answers. You need to go to somebody that can actually give you the right thing, the right tools to succeed. And if you have any questions, please, please reach out to Hannah and she will at least steer you on the right path. Before we, we, we end this, I just wanna give my two bits for when you're separating. I think it's super important to really get uh, evaluated for your compensation and pension for your disability. If your husband hasn't done that yet, I strongly suggest he at least go through with the examination. It's only going to benefit him in the future because later on down the road, his body might break down and they can, might be able to trace it back to some of the claims that they make right now. So if he hasn't done that yet, I'm going to put it on you to motivate him to do that. But with you, I just want to thank you for what you've done, both on military bases and off-military bases. I think financial independency is one of the key things to adulthood and allowing people to feel mature enough to handle their own life. It's empowering, and it allows a lot of people to avoid depression. So I'm very grateful to you. You're both providing financial service and mental service. So thank you so much for that. And I hope that anybody that reaches out to you maybe they might be able to give some testimony on just some of the great advice and things that you've been able to do for them. So
2: thank you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So Hannah, thank you so much for coming off to the podcast. If anybody wants to reach out, please feel free to. And yeah. What's your name for TikTok again?
2: Young wealth co it's the same as it is on Instagram.
1: Got it. So make sure everybody checks that out.
2: Yeah. All right, Mm -hmm.
1: Hannah, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time.
2: Of course. You have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You as well. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We had Hannah Butler on. So if you want to feel that you have control of your life, finances, that's probably the number one thing. Uh, One of the biggest issues aside from PTSD is depression. And one of the best ways to get out of depression is have financial independence. So, put some of these things that hannah talked about into implement them in your life and you might be able to prevent some downward spiraling and emotional instability so thanks everybody for tuning
0: thank you for listening to core values while we aim to represent all branches of the military we can't do it without you our listeners Want to be on the show or know someone who should? Reach out to us on our Instagram at corevaluesofficial or on our website corevalues.io.